All right, how's everybody feeling? Um, I'm super excited today um, for many reasons. I mean, we have baptism, a baptism that's going to take place today, and I'm excited about that. That's an improv uh, to baptism, uh, but I mean, I think if, if we can't baptize people on the spot after sharing with them the gospel, then I mean, that, to me, that's the essence of church. So to be able to baptize people, even on a Sunday where we're at the beach, I think that solidifies even our time here today, not having church in a building. Amen. Um, uh, I'm excited to be back uh, with my beautiful wife. We're excited. We miss the heck out of y'all. I'm not going to lie. Like we intentionally, like it's intentional. Like we have to force ourselves to sometimes sit in misery to get a little bit of rest. But uh uh, we've been doing it and uh, I'm excited to be back. I really believe like we are in the six month mark of our year and I genuinely believe that our this this second half of the year is going to be better than the first half. And as good as the first half has already been with all the things that God has already done, I genuinely believe. So don't come and, and feel like, oh, it's six months and I haven't finished my goals and it's six months and I haven't accomplished and it's six months and I started my diet wanting to lose 20 pounds and I got 30 pounds to go. I promise you, some of, some of y'all caught that, all right? Some of that. I promise you that this second half will be better than even the first half. Amen? Amen. I wanted to talk just for the next 10, 15 minutes, two, three hours, who knows? I mean, what's time anyway? Um, I wanted to talk to you on this idea that God's been ministering to me. It's like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do? Have you ever felt like that? Like, what do I do when I don't know what to do? All right, if you always know what to do, this message is not for you. All right, if you don't know, if you always know what to do, this message is not for you. But this message is really for somebody that you ever been in that place like, what do I do when I don't know what to do? And if you've never felt like that, maybe you're, you haven't grown enough. Maybe you're still six years old and, and you don't know what it feels like to not know what to do. I remember 23-year-old Ro, just uh, a parent for the first time, uh, we brought Bishop home and Bishop is like maybe at six, seven months. And I, if you've been a parent and your kid gets sick for the first time, it's like, what in the world? So Bishop gets sick and he starts vomiting. He starts puking. Now, I'm over here like, what in the world? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm the worst father in the world. He starts vomiting, and the, he's laying on his back, and the vomit is going up, and it's coming right down on his face. Like, the joint is coming right down on his face. And I'm looking at my son, like, helpless. I don't know what to do. I'm looking at him. He got puddles of vomit in his eyeballs, like puddles, like pools. He is choking. On, my kid is about to die. I don't even know what to do. Have you ever been in that place? Like, I, I don't know what to do in this moment. And of course you grow as a parent and you know what to do. But how many of you know that this, sometimes this notion repeats itself? Like there are moments in your life where you don't know the right response. You know you gotta do something, but you don't know what to do. Maybe, maybe you got hit with some alarming news. Maybe you got a negative report from the doctor. Just this year alone, I've had like, three negative reports from the doctor and it's like, hey, I don't even know what to do in this moment. Like, what about when you're facing something for the first time? Maybe you're, you're facing some heartbreak. Maybe you're facing the loss of a, of a loved one. Like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? What about the world that we're living in? Don't, don't you agree? We're, we're living in some confusing times. Yeah. Like, I, I look at my social media sometimes and I'm like, what in the world is happening? What in the world is happening, right? So we're living in some confusing times. And as the church, on a personal level, we can ask this question. But also as a church, we might be asking this question, well, what do we do 
in these in these situations? What do we do in these moments? What do we do in these circumstances? What do you do when you don't know exactly what to do? You know you have to do something. We're living in times where, you know, culture is saying, saying what God says is wrong. Culture is calling it right. What God calls right, the culture is saying it's wrong. And, and it's right in our face more than ever. It's like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? And I'm grateful that, that God has given us his word. I'm, I'm genuinely grateful. Sometimes uh, people think that there's no use of the Bible, that this is an ancient book. I promise you that the answer that we need is found in his word. And we are not alone because do you know that Peter was dealing with the same situation with a group of people? How about this? It was the end of the world for Peter. He was dealing in sometimes when people became Christians and they were following Jesus and they were being persecuted. Some people were being killed. Some people were put in jail. And, and, and they're like, Peter, what do we do? We're following Jesus. What do we do? Like, I don't know what to do at this moment. And Peter writes this, and I, I want to bring you to 1 Peter. I know you all brought your Bible, so open up your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. By the way, um, I'm excited to announce I prepared this message. It's a 20-minute message, and it'll be the first message that I'm preaching without notes. Come on, come on, somebody. Ruben, I'm, I'm, I'm running second, all right? I'm running. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and look what Peter says. This is This is... This is in, insane. Just this scripture. Watch this. The end of the world is coming soon. This is Peter. He's like, Peter's like, hey, the end of the world is coming soon. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like that. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, Pastor Roe, I think Jesus is coming. <laughs> Pastor Roe, Jesus is coming with the stuff that's going on. But maybe, maybe you don't believe the end of the world is coming. But maybe have you ever felt like your world was falling apart? Have you ever felt like, man, my world is crumbling? Well, I genuinely believe this advice applies to you. He's saying, hey, when, when your world is crumbling, here's what I need you to do. Watch this. He goes, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Can I tell you the first thing that we need to do when we don't know what to do? When the end of your world is coming, when you feel like your world is crumbling, can I tell you what's the first thing that we need to learn how to do? He's saying this. It's essentially a demand to not stop doing stuff. So when you don't know what to do, what he's saying is, say, hey, don't stop praying. Matter of fact, be disciplined in your prayer. And sometimes we're like, oh, discipline in a prayer. What he's talking about is that there's going to come a time where, have you ever seen somebody like just stare into space? Like they look like they're paralyzed, hypnotized. Like they're like, they're like, so, have you ever looked at somebody talk and they're like, like, where'd you go, bro? Come back. <laughs> it's like, so that's the feeling sometimes we get so caught up hypnotized with the symphony of this world it's kind of like it's kind of like we kind of stay in this state of paral just being paralyzed like we don't know what to do so we don't do nothing and what he's saying is like hey don't stay stagnant when you feel like the end of your world is coming don't when you, when you feel like your world is crumbling when you feel like you just got hit with some news don't stay stagnant. Don't isolate from God. He's talking about make sure you remain connected to Abba Father. When you feel like things are, are hitting the fan. Come on, somebody. That's a different series, so we're not going to say that. When you feel like it's about to hit the fan, he's saying stay connected. Now watch this. When he's saying be disciplined, another translation says, it says be awake in your prayers. Be awake in your prayers. In other words, watch this. Sometimes 
we get bombarded with so much of the culture of the world and, and life and tragedies and trials and fiery fights and we're just getting in and just like we allow ourselves to be swept away by the current of this world and he says hey i need you to do something i need you to learn how to swim upstream and the way you swim upstream is by staying connected to the father but listen to me listen to me watch he doesn't say the kind of prayer he's talking about john he's not talking about the kind of prayer that you pray to get answers so what he's saying is like he's not saying, hey, I want you to pray so that you can get all the answers of the struggles that you're dealing with. He's not saying, hey, I want you to pray so that God will line up and peek, uh, pull the curtain back so you can see actually what he's doing behind the scene. No, he's not saying pray so that you can get the answer. He's actually saying prayer is the answer. What he's saying to us, when you don't know what to do, John, when you don't know what to do, he's saying stay connected to the Father because in that, you might not get the answer to your problems, but in prayer, you'll develop the character that will allow you to go through your problems. You'll develop the character that will allow you to, oh, come on, somebody. It's been a time. It's been a while since I come preach. I feel the preach coming up. Hey! He's, he's saying I'm not prescribing I'm not prescribing prayer so that you can get answers. I'm prescribing you prayer because it is the answer. Come on, son. Mama friend is here. Mama friend is here. That means the Holy Ghost came along with. Come on, somebody. He says, he says, stay earnest in your prayers. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. He goes, most important of all. By the way, by the way, just let me just add this little pastoral little footnote. He says, the end of the world is coming. He says, the most important thing, most important of all, continue to show deep love to each other you want to be rapture ready <laughs> you want to be rapture ready what do you do when you know the second coming is coming when you when the end of the world is what do you do peter's like hey i need you to stay connected to god i need you to pray but i also need you to stay connected to people love them what do you do when you don't know what to do when you've got that negative report when you got a death in the family when you when they told you that you have a sickness that might be terminal when they what, what do you do hey stay connected to people and love them why you know you know what we need to do as a church when it feels like the end of the world is here you know what we need to do as a church love people why because that is what that is the greatest need of the human soul it's love and what happens is is that oftentimes we shrink back when we don't know what to do and so we stop giving the world what it most desperately needs. And so we, you've been there like, and look what it says. It says, love them. Why? Look, look what it says. It says, this is why you love them. Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin. Wait, what do you mean? How do we deal with all the sin in the world? I'm about to drop the mic. Oh my God, do you see all the sin in the world? How do you deal with that? Do you see, Pat? We got to be loud. No, be loud with your love over them. Because it is your love that's going to cover a multitude of, I'll say it this way, love them in their situation until they're out of their situation. See, sometimes we're good at initiating love, but we're not. See, love never fails. So I'm going to love you in your addiction, and I'm going to love you out of your addiction. I'm going to love you in your identity crisis, and I'm going to love you out of your identity crisis. I'm going to love you in your anxiety, and I'm going to love you out of your anxiety. He says, love covers a multitude of sin. Here's number three. 
says, love each other and cheerfully share your home with those in need in a meal or a place to stay. <laughs> this is the most simple thing you could hear when you're talking about the end of the world is coming. You know what he says? He says, don't stop being generous. Don't allow the situation that you're going through change the natural DNA that God has placed on inside, on inside of you. How many of you know like when 2020 hit, I mean, nobody cared that other people needed toilet paper. <laughs> they only cared that they and their house needed 20 family size packs of toilet people. Can I tell you that's what happens when we allow the world to sip in. He says, what do you do when you feel like your world is crumbling down? Don't seclude yourself to the point that you stop giving. Don't seclude yourself to the point where you only care about you, yourself, and those, and only your family members. How many know when 2020 hit and the pandemic hit, what, what often happens? Like, I'm just, we saw, we saw people, we saw true colors, and there's no judgment, but we saw true colors. I only care about me and my family. The heck with everybody else. And what happens is that when we get a negative report and when we get bad news or we're going through a marriage difficulty, what do we do? I'm, I'm holding back. I'm not giving. I'm not being generous. I love this verse in Proverbs. It says the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And I just think about how oftentimes we start with generosity. But then the world has its effect on us. And instead of our world getting larger, our perspective becomes smaller. And we can only see what's in front of us. What he's saying is, hey, be generous. Because when you're generous, you're able to see beyond yourself. You're able to see in the life of others. And then here's where number four comes in. Watch this. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of special gifts Use them well to serve one another. And I think this is really where I wanted to speak to some people today. I said all that. That was the introduction for the beginning of this message right here. It says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all your energy and strength that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. You know what he says? Hey, when you don't know what to do, don't stop walking in your purpose. Zab, when you don't know what to do, Betsy, when situations get difficult, when it feels like your world is crumbling, here's what the enemy will do. He would discourage you so much that you stop walking in your purpose. And what he wants to remind you, Peter is like, hey, when the end of the world is here, I need you to do something. I need you to be reminded that there's a purpose inside of you, that there's value inside of you, that there's something that God has placed on the inside of you that needs to be released and unleashed into this world. And oftentimes what happens in our lives, we get discouraged, we get offended, our world is crumbling. And guess what we do? Uh, you stop walking in your gifting. And the enemy's like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted you to stop. I wanted you to stop serving. I wanted you to stop loving. 
I wanted you to stop giving. I wanted you to stop speaking life into people. I wanted you to stop praying. I wanted you to stop prophesying. I wanted you to stop teaching. I wanted you to, that's exactly what I wanted. When you, know, when you don't know what to do, when you got the most discouraging news, when you feel like your world is crumbling, Peter's like, hey, don't stop praying. Don't stop loving. Don't stop giving. And don't stop whatever you do. Listen to me, Kuhau. What would it look like if each and every one of us walked in our purpose? I tell you right now, Staten Island would not know what to do with itself. And I just want to pray for you today. If you're in, the, in this place, in this park, for those hearing me in the back, then maybe you feel like you're discouraging your purpose and I just want to pray for you. Maybe you feel like you've held back in certain areas in your life. And I just feel like God wants to remind you today, I've, I've gifted you. Daisy, I've gifted you. Pastor Marquez, I've gifted you. Emily, I've gifted you. I've placed something on the inside of you so that you can walk in your calling. So when you don't know what to do, walk in your purpose. Amen? Would you bow your heads? Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this place, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even right now, Lord, that you are reminding us of everything that we can walk in during uncertain times when our soul and our emotions have taken a blow. You're reminding us, God, that we can stay connected to you, that prayer is the answer. You're reminding us today, Lord, that we can't hold back on our love, but we are to lead forward and lead into our love and stay connected to people. That we are to give generously, Lord God, that we are to give and not hold back and not, not let our world crumble and become smaller, but that it would become larger and larger because of our giving. And Lord, you're reminding us today and you're reminding specific people today. I know there's about four people here that God is speaking to and he's saying, listen, stop. Don't stop walking in your purpose. Stop doubting my purpose in your life. Stop second guessing your calling. Get past that already. Start walking in it. And so Lord, we, we remind ourselves today, Lord, that we are walking in the calling that you have set for us, even from the beginning of time. That in the same way you called Jeremiah, the same way you called Isaiah, David, you're calling us and we choose to walk in that in your name we pray amen and amen come on let's worship this last song